0: Thank you for joining us on the Business Mentor podcast. I want to give a special shout out to Surfshark, who are our sponsors today. Um, So, Surfshark is a VPN service that makes online privacy and protection easy and attainable. So, Surfshark encrypts all your internet traffic sent to and from your devices. Now, we all know how important it is to have your data protected in this day and age and to secure your digital data so we spend a lot of our time on the internet we have like six to eight hours a day the internet knows a lot about us and that's why we why we should care about online data use Surfshark to encrypt your personal information and send it via a vpn tunnel so lots of other protection The protect yourself from targeted ads they're a smarter way of looking at different networks and also Protects your ID. ID theft is increasingly common and scary crime. So Surfshark helps you hack lock using a system called Hatlock, It allows you to alert you anytime your email address or password is compromised. Now for our listeners, we've got a very special offer. Now Surfshark VPN is giving 83% off to all our podcast subscribers and listeners. All you need to do is go to wwwhyphen deals slash bmp podcast and then use a promo code podcast. the links will be in the show notes so you can go there get 83% off and an extra month just for using it check it out I recommend it I recommend protecting your stuff as online so uh, yeah check it out thank you let's go through to the podcast welcome to the business mentor podcast This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business, featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. Raphael, welcome to the Business Mentor podcast and videocast. I want to thank you uh, we've been excited to get you on the, onto the show.
1: Thanks for having me. It's a great pleasure and it's an honor for me.
0: And thank, and thank you. We've we, we got this book and I'm going to recommend this book. And also the personalized note, which was amazing, uh, from your PA, which was really good. I want to thank her for sending it, Kinga. So uh, that was really good. So look, I want to get into the interview. There's been a lot of excitement. I've been sharing it on my social media. And I want to start off with, you know, just talk about, what inspired you to do the book? We're going to go deep into this anyway, and then a bit about your story. So what inspired you to, you know, do a book and meet these amazing people? Obviously, probably the obvious. What, what, what was it?
1: Well, you know, my entrepreneur uh, journey myself, because uh, I was uh, myself an entrepreneur back in the 90s already. I was pioneering key commerce in, uh, in Europe in the late 90s i created the first online shop for sporting goods in the german speaking market it became a multi million dollar company pretty quickly and it looked quite successful from outside uh, but i didn't it didn't feel successful from the inside i mean i it was like a uphill battle all the time firefighting I mean you know in yeah,
0: yeah.
1: business there is a lot of stress and it's uh, always, you look always at the competitors and in my case you know uh, my competitors came later but became more successful grew faster outperformed me and um, uh, it didn't feel good I mean I was a millionaire at, uh, but it didn't feel like a success right yeah, and I yeah. I realized uh, I was missing something in my my personality, in my entrepreneurial personality, because until then I thought if you have a great business model or the right business model, you will become successful. But it turned out it's just not enough. I mean, it's a lot about your personality, about uh, how you act in business. I mean, because we all had the same business model in uh, my industry. And most industries... You'll have the same business model generally yeah, yeah. and uh, the difference is just between the teams or and the team is is actually established by the entrepreneur. It's developed by the entrepreneur and uh, you hire people you train them you somehow motivate inspire them and so on at all these aspects um, i didn't i didn 't realize uh, the importance of these aspects, but I started you know to read all these uh, books about millionaires uh, going to these uh, conferences about self-development, about business and uh, I found myself in one of the conferences jumping around and high-fiving with other people and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. shouting, uh, you've got a millionaire mind and uh, it somehow didn't resonate with me, right? I didn't, I, I didn't know what it was. And after yeah. a while I realized, of course I, I've got a millionaire mind, I have created a multi-million dollar company, I was millionaire at that time already. Yeah. But it's not what I understood as uh, being successful, and I realized, you know, I can't. I, in order to actually compete with the people, I had to compete in my uh, industry. I needed to do much more. I needed to uh, to reach for much better knowledge, uh, much higher level, and uh, I'd rather had I'd rather have a billionaire mind instead of having just a, a millionaire mind. And I realized, you know, I can't. Actually, the knowledge uh, from these thousands of books about millionaires and so on—it just didn't uh, give me that knowledge. I had that knowledge already, or at, at least it didn't help me to compete with the people I had to compete. So I—I uh, I realized I had—I have to learn uh, from actually from the best entrepreneurs in the world, and uh, because you know, in, like in every. Aspect of life. If you want, yeah. you are in UK, right? So yeah, football yeah. is uh, big in UK. If you want to awesome. play Premier League, playing uh, or learning from a third league player, what bring you there, right? What help you to get there? You need to to learn. Uh, you would like to learn from the best people in the world in order to to have the chance, at least to to get to Premier League or to play in Champions League. Uh, so it's the same with business, right? Yeah, you should yeah, learn yeah. from the very best people in business. and uh, who are the best people in business? I mean, there is one objective measure of a business success, right? I mean, you yeah. can define business different ways in different, uh, let's say, aspects of life, right? But in business, it's really simple. It's just a network,
0: right? It so, is. It is, and it's interesting you say that because I'm linking it to when we the reason we started the podcast because the, the, the shift in my mindset, obviously coming from nothing, to then sitting around with a mentor who's worth you know hundreds of millions. It's just being around them people, and that's what the podcast is about, so it's interesting you're, the way you're talking it's right it's being around the network uh, right. because they've got so the information the,
1: uh, they get info, get uh, they get information they get the right uh, mindset uh, yeah. the, right, uh, the right knowledge uh, of course experience uh contacts uh, there's a lot of uh, what you can get from from these people and generally you know this is like a uh, general uh, knowledge, you are the uh, average of five people uh, around you. Generally. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it's true. And if
1: you raise the level of the people who are around you, that uh, you have to, to raise immediately. Uh, just uh, for the, it's just pure psychology. You have to uh, level up in order not to be ashamed of uh, you know of talking to to them or, or you know uh, being. Um, embarrassed when you talk to them right yeah, I experienced yeah. that in my ultra running right because uh, you know ultra running uh, like you when you run over let's say 50 kilometers 100 kilometers and so on before that when I uh, uh, went to ultra running I my most my, my best uh, my let's say uh, major achievement was just a marathon 42 kilometers right but when, when, uh, but then, when you are around people who run 100 kilometers yeah. or more, uh, you are just embarrassed when you talk about uh, your experiences with marathons. You have just to run as much as they in order to uh, to participate in the conversation, right? Yeah. So you have to level up in order to uh, to be uh, somehow of value uh, to to them, right? To be. Uh, I mean, to to have the excuse to talk to them, right? Uh, and this is the same with in, in business, right? You are just forced more or less to level up to the people around
0: you, right? Yeah, it's so true and you're right because, uh, and also what, what, you know, we're gonna go deeper into the, your, your findings, but it's when you're sitting around people, like you said, for example, you know, for myself, when I was, uh, we're, we're in a small area called Burton, my agency was first formed. But when I started to go to London to meet these other companies, and it's, it's, you kind of don't want to talk about yourself. and the, But what you do is you level up, like you said. You then expand. But, you know, we're going to go more into this book because there's oh, so much stuff there. I want to talk a bit about your story because, you know, I want to get people to know a bit about you. Tell us a bit about your story going back, um, Rafael, and where you started and a bit about your business journey. Because you've got some real good information that which then led you to research, you know, these billionaires.
1: Right, as, as I said, you know, I actually started my company uh, out of the dorm uh, back in the 90s. i have generally based in Germany, right?
0: So, yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, and back in the 90s, it was like 97, 98, I went to the United States. It was an exchange program, uh, you know, for, I was a student, um, a graduate student. And uh, it was a time where, at least in Germany, in Western Europe, uh, uh, the uh, internet was starting in the form that we have today, more or less. Yeah. It was pre-Google times, I have to... Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, it was pre-Google, pre-Facebook, and so on. So yeah, Web yeah. 2.0, 2.0 wasn't there. And um, the internet wasn't commercialized at all in, in, in Europe. The first, let's say, uh, information services like, like Yahoo were online and maybe you know, like the local versions of that, Web.de in Germany... But generally, like uh, private people, maybe some of them had email, uh, yeah. but uh, they didn't use internet in any in any ways. It was something like for students, for you know, at the at the university, like when you were studying computer science or maybe maths, uh, like me, you had an email uh, account and maybe you you had some uh, you did something on the yeah. internet. But there were no commercial websites. But I went to to the states and. Um, uh, in the States, uh, in the United States, the uh, internet started to commercialize. So the first online shops and so on. Uh, for example, uh, Amazon was um, founded like, uh, I guess, 1994. It 1990 yeah, was yeah. eBay. By, but at that time, nobody knew about Amazon. It was just too small, right? Story, there were yeah, like yeah. Other, uh, uh, other shops, but they weren't really functional. I mean, not that they didn't have that uh, functionality like they have today. And in Europe, if companies had uh, their websites, they were just postcards generally. If you wanted to order something, it was like, you know, write us an email. Maybe they had a catalog, but you couldn't uh, order online. But, you know, I, I realized where um, the future will be uh, of internet that will, it will commercialize and, you know, all the e-commerce will, or, or the commerce will move into internet. Uh, and I came back from, uh, from the States with this idea to, uh, to actually do something with my know-how because I learned HTML and some, like, basic yeah. stuff uh, in the States and uh, wanted to somehow apply my knowledge and started just an online shop out of the door with nothing, with zero capital, with uh, actually, um, I actually put my know-how with the know-how of my father because um, my father had uh, a company uh, uh, that's uh, like a small import-export company in this uh, market, in this uh, uh, sporting equipment market. So I. I didn't have, you know, to start with uh, zero in the sense that I had some suppliers already, right? I didn't have to win uh, suppliers. Yeah, there yeah. were some suppliers that I could use for the online shop, and uh, you know, after a while, this import-export company was just outgrown by the some several orders of magnitude by my business, so uh, we just dropped the other uh, uh, the other business model and yeah. stayed only with, uh, with the online shop so this is general uh the stuff and uh, you know after a while from a um, let's say a hobby project it became it just you know i started uh, hiring people and at, at some point i just had to decide whether i uh, do it full-time
0: yeah, uh, yeah
1: or i because i was working for a uh, internet agency at that time, or uh, also, and I did like half time the internet agency, <laughs> half time my business. But at some time, I had to just to you know to decide uh, do it full time or let it somehow. Uh, uh, sink sinking yeah, yeah generally because you know if you don't take care of that of everybody does it uh, it's, its own uh, his own way and it just doesn't doesn't work and uh, I decided you know to do it full time and it grew then pretty quickly to several millions uh, in uh, revenue uh, but as I said it was uh, uh, it wasn't very profitable at uh, at the beginning. And uh, there was a lot of stress for the outcomes or for the output, uh, it, it brought Actually, right? Yeah. So I, I realized uh, after like 10, 15 years into the business, I have to improve myself, right? Mm-hmm. I have to improve my, uh, my knowledge, my, not only my knowledge, my, also my mindset and, uh, and so on. And then I started, you know, I uh, had this idea or this uh, mission, to actually learn from the billionaires, right? Right, From the self-made billionaires. So people who started with zero and created billions of dollars in value in their businesses.
0: Yeah. So you, you, that's great. And, and I could see how that links. Do you know, you, you mentioned about, you know, like obviously most entrepreneurs and you know, they get to a level of scale where it's like it's competitive, everyone's doing the same thing. You could be at a million turnover, but obviously, what, if I could take you just fast forward and we'll go back to some more deals in the book, but what, have you learned from the billionaires that now, if you had that knowledge, you would take back to when you were, like you said, getting frustrated. Yeah. The so I, can, I,
1: I can tell you, for example, you know, uh, since, um, because it's like a six year journey, uh, yeah, the book, yeah. it took me six years to interview uh, them and so on. I will tell you more about that, but uh, to, uh, more or less since we're uh, for a year. Now I have, codified all these principles, the 20 principles that you find in the book, the the, the principles of billionaire wealth and success. And uh, since I was traveling most of my time, so like 60% of my time I was traveling and even if I wasn't traveling, I was like uh, putting a lot of uh, effort or a lot of time into that project and also in other projects that that developed since then. So I spent maybe only 10% of my time in my e-commerce company. Uh, so I wasn't able to uh, implement everything from, yeah. uh, from what I learned from the billionaires. But at least, the let's say, the soft factors, this is what I implemented already. So uh, generally the stuff, how we see ourselves uh, as a company, how we see our customer, how do we communicate uh, with ourselves, how do we communicate with the customer how do we uh, approach problems uh, all these soft uh, factors that i uh, write about in the in the book yeah and there are several i implemented and since then like in a year uh, the revenue of the company doubled and profitability more than triple just by uh, implementing the uh, you know the yeah the soft principles and you know how uh, how difficult it is to yeah. double the revenue and more than triple the profit in a multi-billion-dollar company. It's that's like right. it's, it's completely different. You know, at the beginning when you are small, yeah. uh, and so on, and it's, uh, it's different when you uh, when you are in you know several several million in revenue, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's interesting because if you think the research you've done in the book. And what you've shared—if you think about it—how many businesses out there struggle with where you were and where they are, and exactly. are using some of the principles that you've been out and seen these billionaires, um, how it can just change something. Um, exactly. and-,
1: and this is actually—you know—the reason that I wrote that book because I, I, I thought to myself, of course, I could keep the, the, uh, the knowledge for myself or whatever. Yeah. But at the other hand, millions of people around the world are in the same. Uh, place where I was and need the same knowledge because it, this is a really universal uh, business knowledge. You know, this is what I, uh, what also differs maybe in my project from uh, from uh, the projects like Napoleon Hill, that was, of course, a great inspiration for me. Napoleon yeah. Hill 100 years ago, he wrote this book, uh, Think and Grow Rich.
0: Yeah, very good book. Uh, he yeah.
1: researched, you know, the most successful mm-hmm. people in the States. Uh, but what i did is uh, i went one step further i uh, researched uh, people not only from the states i did it uh, from the states i did it globally yeah. so people from different world regions like six six continents i would go also to antarctica but there they are no business you know, like there like no video <laughs> <out> there <coughs> not yet but yeah six other continents uh, uh then uh, different cultures, different religions, different industries, um, yeah. age groups also, mentalities. Uh, so this is a great variety of businesses, and of course they are completely different personalities uh, who live in different cultures with different business models and so on. But they have this common, uh, these common denominators that I was looking for. What is yeah. the you know commonality, what are the commonalities in their personalities, in their attitudes, and so on. And I was looking for these things because I believe that these are uh, essential for, for their success. Apparently, no matter where you are in the yeah. world, and uh, no matter your industry, and no matter maybe your culture, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and now the global scene, it, it's even more you know reachable. So I'm actually random questions because I think it's because there's so much to cover and we've got limited time. So regards to, do, do you think anybody can be a billionaire after researching the billionaire? No.
1: No, I don't say that, no, it's not like um, only uh, the least people can become billionaires uh, at all. I write about that in the in the end of the book because yeah. and the answer is generally why, why is it like this? Because generally most people just aren't um, ready or aren't willing to pay the price because no. there is always a, a price to pay for success. Wow. And uh, in, in the case of, uh, of billionaires or becoming, you know, uh, getting to that level, this is just uh, decades of uh, high of performance, of business performance on highest level, right? And this is a lot of, of things you have to give up for that uh, in your maybe private life, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, are, uh, you aren't able to spend, you know, uh, something like, let's say, uh, life and work balance, right? That is taught in many billionaires' books. Yeah. With work-life balance, you want to become a billionaire, right? Yeah. So this is not uh, the uh, billionaire mentality. And uh, this is also something different because uh, between be- being, let's say, happy and uh, becoming extremely successful in business, right? Yeah, They yeah. are two different goals. You can somehow maybe put it together, but it's a different goal. If you just want to be happy in your life, I don't think this is the right uh, the right way to go right uh, yeah. because uh, you have to sacrifice a lot in your
0: life I just just give you an example to my listeners and also the people watching this on on, on the video um, you give an example in the book where if someone's just earning 500,000 pounds a year which is a phenomenal amount right
1: right <laughs> so i uh, to, to be uh, you know to uh, this is a good thing to you know to give somehow uh, picture the difference between a millionaire and a millionaire because yeah. Most people just don't realize uh, how huge, right. how, how gradual the difference is, right? So let's say five hundred uh, thousand uh, pounds a year, right? Uh, or let's say five hundred thousand dollars a year, because this. Uh, 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 so uh, I have I, I have a friend who who told me like two years ago he was uh, making five hundred uh, uh, thousand dollars a year yeah. in profit. So, and uh, he's he's been doing that for several years already, so in in every measure he is a billionaire in terms of net worth, dollar Dollar millionaire. But you have to realize that for him to become a billionaire, he would have to be born before Jesus Christ, right?
0: That's crazy. Uh,
1: over 2000 years right and uh, he would need to save up everything and uh, don't pay really any taxes and uh, of course uh, you know he's uh, protect his uh, his wealth throughout all the wars and and so on crisis and so on so it's just uh, this is the difference in velocity uh, of how uh, how fast you build value uh, between a millionaire and a billionaire Right, yeah. and this is also somehow it's also uh, also a difference uh, in attitude be, uh, between a millionaire and a billionaire. Because millionaires, or let's say people below millionaires and millionaires, mostly, or in like ninety-nine point nine percent of cases, yeah. they think about making money, about earning money,
0: right? Yes. Yeah.
1: And billionaires, they they don't think about earning money. They think about uh, building value and this is a, a difference you are not able uh, to make billions I mean to earn to earn billions uh, of dollars this is just not possible nobody has earned billions in, in dollars but what you can do is to build a company to build a value yes that uh, uh, that uh, I mean to build a company that will have that value like several or a lot of let's say, uh, ten, tens of billions of dollars or hundreds of billions of dollars and you have shares in that company, right? So uh, so this is a, a difference, right? So you have, you build value instead of uh, making money or earning money. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the... Uh, of the differences in attitude, uh, in business attitude
0: with, uh, between millionaires and billionaires. Do you, do you, so with these billionaires, so I get that totally. Do you think at, 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 on your research at the start, though, because at the start, when you start a business, you are trying to scale it, cash flows, everything. Did they start with that mindset from the start? Because, you know, once you've accumulated... Uh, I money, wouldn't
1: say so. I mean, it, it depends. Probably not. It is something that you uh, probably discover, um, at some point in your business career right and uh, but you have to make that change otherwise you won't be able to, uh, to go to that level yeah. right so a lot of uh, billionaires actually started just you know they i actually described 10 billionaire motivations in that book right yeah, and yeah. these motivations change in the uh, in the um, in your business career also uh, but many people just started uh, a business because, for example, they, uh, they didn't want uh, to be hungry, right? And they want to uh, be responsible for themselves and not being uh, dependent on somebody else to give them money or, you know, to support yeah. themselves, right? So they wanted to be on their own. And uh, so one of the motivations, right? Or some people just um, started like to, to make money. Uh, but then, at some point, they made this uh, this switch, right? So they are. Uh, I describe, uh, you know, in that book, um, the thinking or the attitudes to towards life, towards business, on three different different levels. Yeah, and yeah. the lowest level, I call drifters. So generally, the people who drift through the oceans of the of life uh, without a goal. You know, they are yeah. like somehow. Uh, moved by the waves of the events or by the weeds of the catastrophes, whatever, yeah, yeah, and they, yeah. they just don't uh, decide or de- don't they don't steer their lives, they don't decide where they are in their lives and they don't know where the, uh, where they want to go, and of course they don't uh, know how to get there right because they don't have a goal. and yeah. uh, so these are the drifters uh, generally the unsuccessful entrepreneurs. then we have let's say average entrepreneurs which are billionaires. And this is when I say that most people say this is outrageous. How can you say a millionaire is an uh, uh, average person, or maybe uh, even mediocre entrepreneur? That I yeah. say, but you have to realize in in the states, for example, right? If you are five years in business and you survive business for five years, you have fifty percent probability that you are a millionaire. Like fifth. of people who survive five years in business in the States are millionaires, right? So this is really average. And uh, you are in London probably right now. You can't even get an apartment for $1 million in in London, right? So would you describe that that as uh, outrageous business success or something uh, out of this world? No, this is uh, actually average. Every entrepreneur should be able uh, to afford an apartment in London, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So...
1: uh, uh, so, this is really, uh, let's say, uh, average performance in business. And then I have the highest level of uh, entrepreneurship or of business thinking and this is the billionaire level. And I describe in that book the differences on these three levels because in, in every aspect of these 20 aspects, the drifters think differently from, uh, from millionaires. So, the unsuccessful from the, uh, from the successful entrepreneurs and then the millionaires and the billionaires still think differently from millionaires. Yeah, so yeah. They, you know, if you want to go to the billionaire level, you you have to, to think even differently from uh, from millionaires from what you le- uh, read in, uh, in the millionaire books, right? And yeah. I describe these differences in different aspects, right?
0: Yeah. So I, I know the book's got so much information. So I want to ask you some just generously give a teaser to the, to the audience. And the listeners so what was the most interesting i know it's hard to say because you interviewed all of them was there one guest that you really really kind of connect with and find it so interesting Yeah,
1: I, I mean all, all of all of them are just uh, extremely uh, successful entrepreneurs extremely uh, inspiring and uh, and sometimes also exciting personalities uh, yeah. right i mean you have to realize in, in that book i have five of uh, the entre- World Entrepreneurs of the Year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is this global competition that is made by Ernst Young UI, and they okay. choose the best entrepreneur in every country every year. Um, and once a year, and it is called the Entrepreneur of the Year. And from every country, once a year, uh, they come, the best entrepreneurs from every country come to, um, uh, to Monaco to choose the best entrepreneur in the world for that year yeah. and uh, it is called then the world entrepreneur of the year okay. and uh, yeah. they have been doing that for 20 years already so you have from, uh, from 20 uh, world, uh, world entrepreneurs of the year eight of them are actually self-made billionaires so right. only eight yeah. of these people would qualify for that book right uh, yeah. and five of them participate in that book so we have uh, five of the uh, you know uh, world the best the chosen best entrepreneurs in the world from different years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, coming back to your question, of course, they are uh, people who I identify a lot with and who became my friends and who, for example, supported me or became my mentors. This is uh, <laughs> this is something uh, that is clear. But I want uh, maybe to to say something that may uh, be that may that your audience might relate a yeah. lot uh, with. Uh, is Peter Hargreaves. Peter Hargreaves is, a let's say, grandfather figure for for me, and uh, he um, he created Hargreaves Lansdowne, You probably yeah, know Hargreaves sure. Lansdown, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, investment retail company in um, in uh, uh, re- retail investment company in, in the UK, one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, uh, broker, um, and it is a FTEC 100 company. And it is the only ftc 100 company that was uh, created without loans and without acquisitions. So no, no other company. He, he yeah. had never had. Uh, uh, this guy never had a loan in his uh, in his company, right? Wow. Uh, wow. A bank Thank loan you. or anything. And uh, he, they never acquired any other company to grow. And nevertheless, they became. FDEC FTC 100 company. This is the only case that's uh, known until now in, in, in history. And um, and uh, the thing with uh, Peter Hagrid is uh, why, why I find him, into, I mean, uh, apparently there are a lot of things uh, that are interesting about him, but uh, uh, that he defies somehow... A lot of the misconceptions about billionaires, right? Oh, that okay. uh, people have that uh, misconception that billionaires just sit on the mountains of money. They don't know how what to do with their money, with their time, and they just spend their time thinking how to spend their money. right?
0: yeah. This yeah.
1: Absolutely uh, wrong uh, understanding of how of how billionaires actually live and what how they. Uh, Uh, what the world is about, right? And uh, Peter Hargreaves shows, like, several, or, like, defies several of these misconceptions. For example, when I interviewed him, it was maybe four or five years ago, when I interviewed him, he was driving uh, an eight-year-old Toyota Prius, right?
0: Right, okay, yeah.
1: Uh, And he's a billionaire, apparently, right? And he he said, you know, he he doesn't need a better car, right? And in his... um, and in his company, there are no company cars. So everybody uh, drives his private car, and if uh, and if he needs, he gets a taxi or whatever. But there are no company cars. They are not like you know, like this lavish lifestyle of financial uh, barons or whatever yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 managers in finance. And this is why he uh, his company could, could grow that fast. And uh, also uh, another thing that is interesting about him is. Uh, that there are actually no, and can you imagine to build uh, several billion? Uh, he, I think he he has over 100, million, uh, $100 billion dollars uh, dollars under management uh, uh, as of today. Wow. How we signed down, right? Yeah, and to build such a big company without any meetings, there are no meetings in his uh, in his uh, company.
0: Yeah. So
1: only. Uh, uh, they are only uh, conversations between two people, and uh, he what he what he did was he he moved any he removed any meeting rooms. There are no meeting rooms uh, in his company and no sitting opportunities in his company except for uh, at your own desk, right? So if you want uh, something from somebody, either you write him an email, you call him, or you go up to him, but you have to stand, right? because uh, then it, it is very effective, apparently, and uh, you talk business that you don't uh, you know, uh, talk about uh, all the topics.
0: Yeah, yeah, so straight to the and, point.
1: Uh, for example, if uh, Peter Hargreaves uh, spotted a meeting, like, let's say, in a in a lobby or somewhere, uh, like three people talking to each other, then he joined the meeting and they said uh, to him, "Yeah, we are <coughs> finishing, right?" And yeah, they say, yeah. "Okay, so let's let's finish. Like, I, I wait till you finish." <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this is, uh, and he says, "Like it's like the uh, Peter Argyris is like the uh, like the e- efficiency in person." Efficiency, uh, so yeah. to say. And you you can see that in uh, several billionaires, right? I have another billionaire, um, uh, Frank Hasenfratz from uh, from Canada, and uh, he also says you know he tries to minimize the meetings. And there is this uh, anecdote when uh, he was meeting with uh, his lawyers and with some other managers. Maybe they were like ten people in the uh, in the meeting, maybe seven, eight people. I don't I don't know. So some some meetings, right? And one of the lawyers told a joke, a joke, right?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Peter Hagris looked at his watch and said, okay, three minutes. This, uh, this joke uh, took uh, <laughs> three minutes. It costed me like $150. Next time uh, you, uh, you tell a joke, we clock it. We clock it down, wow.
0: right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so this is the it's attitude. All fe-
0: it's all about efficiency. You know. Efficiency,
1: uh, 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 Peter Hagris tells, uh, for example, measure everything you uh, uh, you do in business, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, he compares it to like competitive running or whatever. When you run, imagine you run a, a marathon or like, well, let's say 100 meter dash, right? And you wouldn't measure your time. It's senseless, right? I mean, you yeah, have to yeah, uh, yeah. measure because this is what your performance is about, right? So everything you do in business you measure it. And there is another, of course, uh, principle that comes with that, uh, that everything you put your attention at, it actually grows, right? Or it yeah, improves. Yeah,
0: focus, it, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: because you focus on that, you put your energy, and alone, uh, the fact that you observe it, it makes it better already, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. And look, testing and measuring is, is such a simple thing. But like you said, how many people do it? Right, absolutely.
1: Crazy. So, for example, Frank Hasenfratz. I, I said, uh, I mean, uh, I, I wanted to challenge him, right? And yeah. uh, I said, are you, are you really measuring everything you do in life? He says, Yeah, of course. And I said, Okay, uh, do you measure how long, uh, how much time you need to uh, to shape yourself? He says, yeah. Yes, not only that. I know how exactly how many strokes I. Need. But really? I said, how many? He said like Seventy-eight, wow. and uh, I started with seventy-eight, and right now I need eighty because I'm more wrinkled but 80 strokes and between two and a half and three minutes right wow. and I said wow this is amazing pretty." Really, I mean he really uh, it's not like he's not bullshitting he really does no, it yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so I mean I want to ask you this question so they're really key good takeaways was there any more that was there any traits you saw I know you obviously going to detail within your findings and that's definitely where you need to be at to find detail stuff but could you give some highlights I mean was there something which you saw in like all of them, you thought, you know what, well, in you know that moment where you think that is just one good trait? That- yeah,
1: the, these are the, the 20 principles that I wrote about. But I will give you, let's say, um, uh, maybe we'll start with, uh, or I will tell you what I started. The yeah, book yeah. With, uh, because okay. this is uh, also a major difference that most people maybe don't realize or uh, do wrong in their lives. Uh, and I will describe that on on these uh, three different levels uh, that that I told you about. Yeah. yeah okay. Drifters, millionaires, and billionaires. So, uh, drifters have uh, this uh, impression or this attitude that uh, they are the product of the circumstances in their lives, right? That life happened uh, to them. So they say, for example, things like, you know, I was born in that country, I didn't have a chance or, you know, my parents were stupid or they didn't take care of me or, you know, I went to the wrong school, to the wrong university or, you know, uh, I didn't know the right people or I wasn't at the the right spot and whatever. So this is the, um, uh, generally, you know, the drifters, uh, they, See themselves as product, as the product of the circumstances, of the conditions around them, and uh, they say, you know, uh, also things like, in order to be successful, you need to be, ha- uh, you need to be lucky, right? So yeah. they see success as as luck in their in their lives, and these are the people who um, uh, who then play lotteries, right, uh, mostly, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. they they think uh, the only way to succeed is to win in a lottery. Right. Yeah. But uh, then they realize, even if they win the, the lottery, they don't know what to do with that. the
0: money, yeah, so, yeah that's lose, right.
1: You uh, lose the money. Okay, so this is the, uh, the lowest level of success. Then the millionaires, they say, uh, you know, I have uh, my fate in my hands, uh, and I'm generally the captain of my life, but I need uh, opportunities. I need to be maybe the right uh, time, right uh, uh no, uh, in the right place, or you know, encounter some opportunity to take advantage of that opportunity, and uh, so uh, so this is the millionaire thinking. And the billionaires say, no matter what uh, the uh, circumstances around me, I have my vision, I have my way, and I will do everything and uh, to get there. And they then then they they do. And if you take the billionaires in in in, in the book, the the billion dollar secret, you realize most of them you wouldn't uh, like to start uh, in the conditions they started, right? Because they yeah. started, uh, they didn't become uh, so extremely successful because of the conditions they were born uh, in or they uh, they were in. No, they became so extremely successful despite these conditions, right? Yeah. Because you have people there who were born Bedouins on the Syrian desert, right? Uh, for example, Mohat, uh, Mohat Altrad, who... Uh, as I said, he was a Bedouin in a Syrian desert. He, um, uh, he was disowned by his father when he was born and uh, driven out uh, from home with his mother. And uh, his father uh, slaughtered his brother literally to death. Then his mother died when he was four. He was raised by his grandmother and who didn't uh, let him go to school because he's, uh, she said school is for lazy people. Had his destiny, or he should be uh, a shepherd yeah. uh, and, uh, and he had re- uh, literally to escape from home every day to go to school right and nobody cared uh, yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. supported him he didn't have anything. the only thing he he owned was a torn down jalaba that he outgrown uh for years, and there were many days he said he says when he uh, when he woke up and um and uh, he uh, he wasn't sure if he would get anything to drink or to eat that day, and maybe it would be the last day in his life, right? And uh, and nevertheless, he managed, you know, to get uh, the best education he could in uh, in his environment. Then uh, got a scholarship to go to Europe to, to France. Then uh, took over a bankrupted company that uh, he grew into. Uh, into a group of 200 companies and right now he is the largest uh, uh, the world's largest producer of scaffolding uh, equipment or scaffolding in the world a market leader uh, in the world and uh, he not only became a billionaire but he also was chosen the world entrepreneur of the year 2015 so the best entrepreneur in the year and this is only his business career and he made uh, also four other for other uh, for, uh, careers uh, that I write about in the book that, is, that are o- also amazing. So this is just mind-blowing, right? Or so, I have another billionaire who was, uh, you yeah. know, uh, who was expelled from uh, the uh, uh, the ground school. I mean, the, uh, how do you call it? Basic school in, in UK?
0: No. Yeah, yeah, basic school, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, in, in the fourth grade, right? After fourth grade, he was... Uh, Expelled from school because he he literally peed his schoolmaster on uh, on, on his head, oh. and uh, and when you you know after four years of schooling in uh, in, uh, in China you are basically Ill- illiterate right because yeah. they have like fifty thousand uh, uh, characters in uh, in Chinese so uh, and then he got into alcohol habits so with fourteen he was generally uh, you know. Uh, Drunkard, uh, illiterate uh, yeah, drunkard and like a, a village doormat generally, nobody uh, you know, uh, gave him any responsibility and he was given a job to take care of just one community cow, just one cow. This is everything they, uh, you know, they trusted him with. And uh, at some point with 14, he was illiterate and so on. And uh, it was a turning point. He, he just decided to get out of that misery and so on. And uh, and then uh, he started, you know, to get up just one hour earlier. I mean, at 5 a.m. before he, he went to, to work and was cutting grass at the river, selling it to the... Um, uh, uh, to the um, uh, horse owners or horse keepers to get some uh, pennies for that, and he needed one year uh, of saving to get a dictionary, a Chinese dictionary. Yeah, yeah. And three more years to get an encyclopedia, and he just learned by himself to read, to, to write, and everything he learned in his life, he learned by himself. He is like completely autodidact, and five year, uh, fifty years. Later, more or less, he became uh, the largest uh, manufacturer uh, of auto glass in the world. And also, he became a uh, World Entrepreneur of the Year, I guess, 2009 or maybe 2004. I don't remember right now. So, uh, just amazing. I mean, how, I mean, from what beginnings you can, uh, you yeah, can yeah. and how much you can achieve if you have, you know, this drive, if you have this determination. Uh, and you put uh, that that effort, and um, and, and and have uh, and you have the vision of what you want to to accomplish. Right.
0: That's amazing. Thank you Shemda. How long did it take you to write this book? Then how long was it? How long was the journey?
1: Yeah. So uh, it took me six years of my life then uh, it was also it it needed apparently an involvement of uh, 21 self-made billionaires (laughs) Uh, it needed several travels around the globe literally I went around the globe several times Mm -hmm. and also uh, involvement of over 100 people right now right? because it is uh, uh, it was a really complex project it was like my assistants, assistants on the side of the uh, the billionaires then uh, people in uh, uh, like who contacted me with the billionaires uh, then uh, people in the publishing process in in these different editions so uh, a lot of a lot of effort and uh, you know this is something that is also i think important in in business because people always look at the results or uh, let's say
0: yeah
1: uh, they define the success or not the success maybe they are happy uh, when uh, they get the results, or the results make them happy. Yeah. But uh, what I think is important in business to look at is uh, the, not on yeah the process, uh, but also uh, the thing that you actually put out in the world, your production, right? So yeah,
0: yeah, uh, definitely the,
1: the thing you prepare for the future success or for the uh, uh, for the for the results right so and i am really proud about that that you know like six years i was like uh, preparing for drawing that uh, uh, in order uh, yeah for uh, for the future for you know to uh, to get the knowledge to get the the know-how and also to help others to uh, to get to that level, right? To that yeah, level. And,
0: and, that, and that a lot of it comes to passion. You're passionate about the topic, so you're Absolutely. able to create Absolutely. this masterpiece, yeah. which so will this live what far- yeah.
1: yeah, this is one of the, uh, actually, of the chapters in in, uh, in the book. Uh, I call it um, boat. Uh, this is like this, this emotional construction that you have to construct in yourself that yeah. will help you overcome all these obstacles, all these... Uh, you know, uh, maybe um, failures, uh, all these, uh, also mistakes that you that you do because it's uh, inevitable in your in your business life that you have obstacles, that you have uh, failures, and you know to get up and to continue after each of them. And you need some like a core set of uh, uh, let's say emotional structures that you have to uh, build up. And one of them is passion, is passion. Right? Yeah. Without that. Because, you know, uh, most people, they just don't succeed because they don't, they give up too early. After too early, one, yeah. two mistakes, they say, you "No, know, apparently it's not, uh, it's, it's not going to happen. They just lose the motivation. And in order to keep that motivation, passion is one of the elements. And I describe other elements in that book.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's a great thing. Well, we could talk for so long, and I've got loads of questions here from the community, yeah. but a lot of it's in the book. So I'm going to... I'm going to get everyone to to get this book and read the secrets in there because you spent six years of crafting this book. And just just by going through that, you're going to get a wealth of knowledge. And uh, yeah, and I, I, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing Absolutely. So uh,
1: by the way, uh, if people want, they can get a free chapter uh, okay. on uh, com get there, uh, go there, get free chapter. If you like it, you can get the book. Uh, I assume you will like
0: it. Yeah, definitely. I think you should buy it. But yeah, if you want that free chapter, we'll share the links in the podcast and also on the show notes. So yeah. So if you, if if you're not sure about the topic, which, why would you But check the chapter out and look, it's out there and I'm sure you'll like it. And uh, yeah, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing. This is thanks a so
1: much. Uh, what
0: the book's all about?
1: Thanks so much. It was a pleasure. I hope I could get, uh, give some value to your uh, audience. At, uh,
0: yes, yeah. You can. we're gonna we're gonna more than likely meet in London when you're down, and we'll do some more content and so get some more actual. Audience, please.
1: Please just-
0: cool.